Travel agents need to make sure they qualify the client properly to know what that client in particular wants and needs because otherwise you can send them to the best property on earth, but they're going to complain and be unhappy if it's not what they're looking for. Welcome aboard. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. The Modern Travel Agent Podcast starts now. My name is Chris Daner, and I'm joined by my co-host and brother, Tim Evans. And this is episode seven of the Modern Travel Agent Podcast, where our mission is to educate and empower travel agents so they can better serve their clients and grow their businesses. If you've been to an airport recently, you've probably noticed travel's back in full swing. And so with that, we're looking to expand our team here at Modern Travel Works. We primarily specialize in booking destination weddings to all-inclusive luxury resorts in Mexico and the Caribbean. But we book all different types of travel. We book leisure, we book honeymoons, we book group travel, escorted tours, multi-destination itineraries, cruises, you name it. We're currently seeking to fill positions in both service and sales. So if you have experience in travel, you're a team player, and you're interested in joining the modern team, please visit modern.travel slash careers to learn more about the open positions. That's modern.travel slash careers, and you can learn more. On this episode, we speak with Nuit Hernandez, who's a sales director with Marval Resorts. Marval Resorts owns three properties on the Pacific coast of Mexico. You have the Marval Distinct and Marval Emotions, which are both located in Nuevo Vallarta. And then you have the new luxury Marval Armony, which is located in Punta de Mita. We discuss these properties in depth, so agents have all the unique selling points, but we also discuss the destinations of Puerto Vallarta, of Nuevo Vallarta, and then the business and sales side, including things like the importance of agent education, specifically, how can agency owners set their agents up for success? We discuss, of course, the importance of agents qualifying their clients, of adopting a client-first mentality, including ways to do that. And then probably most importantly, considering the circumstances, we discuss the importance of keeping perspective during difficult times. This call has tons of great information that we think is going to be a ton of value to the travel agent community. We hope that you enjoy it. We hope that you learn something from it. And if you did, we hope that you share it. This is episode seven of the Modern Travel Agent Podcast with Nuit Hernandez of Maraval Resorts. Nuit, thank you so much for joining us on the Modern Travel Agent Podcast. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Absolutely. So to get us started, can you share a little bit about your history in the travel industry, starting from when you first came in all the way up to uh, what you're doing today. Okay, yeah, for sure. So uh, I was born in, uh, born in Guadalajara, which is very close from the Puerto Vallarta area. It's a big city. Uh, mariachis are from Guadalajara. Tequila is from Guadalajara. So it's a very big uh, city in terms of cultural richness. Mexico and I was born there Uh, and then we moved here when I was eight so basically I was raised in the Puerto Vallarta area I grew up here uh, and this is where I went to school and I went to study administration Um, and then since I spoke very good English I was hired even when I was in school 
as a concierge. So I started very young, ex almost 20 years ago in 2001, uh, as a concierge at a property that no longer exists today. So, um, and then after that, I moved to the sales department of that property and I, I haven't left. I've been in sales for about 18 years now and uh, it is my passion to, um, to tell people about this area, about our properties, and mostly about the service that you find in this area of Mexico, which I think is very unique and very different from anything else, uh, because Mexico has a lot of beach towns, a lot of beach destinations, but each of them is very unique in their own way. And I, I just feel very proud of this area in particular and everything that we have here to offer. So you pretty much grew up in, in Puerto Vallarta, right? You've watched it grown exponentially over the years. Me personally, I love the region. Like you said, it's rich with culture and, and history. But I'm curious, being that you've you know lived there um, since you were eight, what do you love most about Puerto Vallarta and just the, the, the Vallarta region? Well, honestly, I love the fact that locals live a fantastic life here we we live our best lives like we go do things that um you know not even you know it's even hard for tourists to find the good stuff sometimes and and we know it all we go to the nice we know where the rivers are where the beaches are where in the mountain you can go that is safe that it's fun that has a nice stream or river where you can swim so, you know, as a local, you really get to enjoy this area, which I think is very unique. You don't find an, in, in a lot of other beach destinations in Mexico that just um, uh, sprang up as a tourist destination. And here it's always been a town. It used to be a fishing village. And then in the 60s, John Houston decided to film his movie, The Night of the Iguana Here, with Richard Burton and Sue Lyons and Ava Gardner. And that's really what put us on the map because it was that we didn't have an airport back then in the 60s. It was just a landing stripe. It was very, very rural, you know, like just, you know, fishermen and a very simple way of life. And for me, what's really spectacular is that we still continue to carry some of that essence, even though the city has grown, it still feels like a small town, like a small fishing village. And um, so for me, it's it's been very interesting to see it grow. I used to uh, think of the airport like as a super far place, like, oh my God, we have to go to the airport, right? It was so far out and the road was horrible. And now, of course, the airport's in, in the middle, you know, right in the middle. And, you know, it, it really has grown, but I think it really continues to have that small town essence. And that's my favorite part about it. And the fact that us locals just get to enjoy really nice quality of life. And tourists can see that, you know, tourists come here and they see that it's friendly, it's colorful, has a nice community and, you know, they just love it here. And I think that's why we are one of the biggest expat communities in the world, Puerto Vallarta is. So for, for our listeners who, you know, they're familiar with Puerto Vallarta, but they don't know about the, the whole region. Um, can you kind of go into detail about the difference between Puerto Vallarta, Nuevo Vallarta, 
and then uh, Punta de Mita. Of course. So what's really fun about this part is, is that the bay, it's the second largest bay in the continent, but it is shared by two states. Um, I don't know how that happened, but two states actually share this big bay. So to the north, basically from the airport, the airport is the division. And so from the airport north, it is Riviera Nayarit, which is part of the Nayarit state, state of Nayarit. And then to the south of the airport, as you're going um, you know, down the, the bay, it is all Puerto Vallarta, which is part of the Jalisco state. Um, so the two states are amazing because they offer fantastic food and, you know, like I was saying, very culturally rich. Uh, so there are lots of things to, to do here. However, um, the whole bay is, um, it's very lucky to have a ton of mountains surrounding it. So the, the area is very safe when it comes to winds and hurricanes. We stay very much protected. We have been hit a couple of times, but never, you know, in a big way, which is something that, you know, some people want to know, you know, so it's a, it's a great area because the, the um, bay is warm waters. So in the winter months, it's nice to swim. Uh, our temperature here in the winter month averages at um, 74 uh, degrees. So it's, it's pretty nice, you know, for winter. And um, we get humpback whales in the winter months here. So that's another great thing to know that you can come here and go see the whales or you can see them from your balconies sometimes. Um, so the, the two regions have a lot to offer, a ton of properties, a ton of restaurants, a ton of beaches. And just, I mean, I think it's really nice to be able to explore the whole bay and get to see different rivers, different beaches, different restaurants, different hotels. So I always encourage people to to wonder, you know, to go and explore, because then if you don't do that, you're left with the one idea. There is the misconception that Puerto Vallarta beaches aren't great, that they are ugly or that they are not swimmable just because a person came to the one beach or the one area. And I really think it's important to get out there and see. 90% uh, of our beaches are completely swimmable and safe here in this bay. Um, and not only that, but they do change a lot. You know, if you go uh, from north to south, you'll find a lot of differences. Up north, the beaches are flat. And in the south, they are better for snorkeling because they do this. You know, you can find little coves. There are um, rocks out there that, are almost like a natural reef that happens in the south in the north you don't have that but you have nice flat surfing waters so you know we really do offer something for everyone and i think you know if you just stay with the one area and never go see what's out there you're missing out yeah mm -hmm. and for agents that are that are you know potentially interested in, in selling Puerto Vallarta or you know learning about it what would you recommend is the best place for them to start or to go to, to learn about the destination? As you said, all the variety, all the different things that are that are offered. 
Well, both of our tourism boards, both Puerto Vallarta and Riviera Nayarit, have a very comprehensive site to find out about the different events, the different beaches and areas that the destination comprises. So I would think that would probably be the best place to start to go in, into the websites of our um OCV or CVVs and, you know, just figure out the area. You can contact there are um, the tourism board people if you have additional questions and also to um, try and get connected with people here locally, like me, for example, someone at a property that can guide you through something, you know, um, guide you through the areas and um, definitely the best way would be to come see it yourself and stay because then after that you'll fall in love and you'll be able to sell it so easy. I love the way that it was also, it's uh, that really tropical style. I mean, like along the coast, there's all these there are trees that are, a lot of them, the areas are untouched. So even if you're just driving along, you know, that, that I don't know what road that is, but that one road along the coast, it's like, it's just so beautiful. Yeah, we share geographically, we share some traits with Hawaii. We are on the same parallel as the Hawaiian Islands, So we have similar vegetation and it is very tropical and lush around here. So, you know, clients who are looking for that, you know, here we have the best of the best. We have the great Mexican hospitality and service, uh, great weather, and also tropicalness. And they can go to the mountains too and check out the tours and do zip lining and other tours like uh, um, like a jeep tour or you know something fun like that too. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you've been in sales for for about is it twenty years? You say almost. What would you say is one of the biggest lessons that you've learned in that process of sales that, that has really kind of helped you make connections and, and kind of sell the properties, educate clients, build those relationships? Well, for me, I think it's been very um, interesting to learn that you really have to do your love your job to be in this um in, in this industry, um, travel advisors that I've learned to, you know, I've, I've known for many years who have all, all of the years in this industry of experience. The one thing that they all have in common is that they are willing to uh, stop whatever they're doing to help a client, to get them out of, of anywhere if they get stuck to, you know, like it's, it's something that you, if you love what you do, if you have that um, service spirit, you know, that you really want to make your client happy and give them the vacation that they want and need um, because it's not about selling what you like, right? It's, um, you know, I have an uncle who at Christmas, he always gives you the gifts that he would like to get. <laughs> And then you look at it and you're like, wait, I don't like this, you know? So I, it's kind of like that. Travel agents need to make sure they qualify the client properly to know what that client in particular wants and needs. Because otherwise you can send them to the best property on earth, but they're going to complain and be unhappy if it's not what they're looking for. So that's the, the one thing that I, I see all across the board that travel agents who've been in this business long enough 
do very, very well. They qualify their client. They make sure they give them what they want and need and not what the travel agent wants or the hotel, the travel agents love the most or the one where they get the most rewards to book or, you know what I'm saying? Or the most commission or the, you know, they, they really are uh, selfless. They don't think about themselves in this process. They think about the client. So I think for someone who's starting, that is uh, something to keep in mind. Um, and and then you, of course, would have to educate yourself and go see everything and go know the destination so that you could confidently send your client to where, wherever they, they need to go um, after you've seen it all and, and been there, right? Absolutely. That's great advice. You know, um, for someone who is thinking about getting into the industry, or maybe they're brand or they're brand new, what other advice would you would you give them to really uh, get started um, on on this journey in the travel industry? I think um, people are afraid that they don't have the connections, and how how do I start, right? But uh, I would just say, not be afraid. Pick up the phone and call one of us down here. Like if you need to. Uh, know anything about the area or our particular resort we always we love getting calls from travel agents we love answering uh, questions and I've you know sometimes they call me and they say I need more information so we set up a webinar I do whatever I can to help so just you know not be afraid to get out there and search for those contacts yourself you know you don't have to necessarily wait for someone to introduce you so um that would be one of the main things and then of course just study study about all of the different um destinations and what they offer yeah that is great advice because so often it's like that fear uh it's like, I don't know if you're scared, scared of the unknown or scared of maybe being incompetent because you haven't done it before. And so that can really kind of inhibit, inhibit you from taking those first steps. So that's, uh, I think that's great advice. You know, just, just when an agent says to me that they are new, I, I go above and beyond to help them. Like I, you know, I always feel they need the most help from me because everybody else already knows everything. So, you know what I'm saying? And even even the agents who've been in the business long, they know they have to stay educated. They continue to go visit places, to take webinars, to get out there and reach out. So um, even as a seasoned travel agent, you have to continue to do that. But um, even, even more as a, new, as a new agent, for sure. Absolutely. And so for, for agents, you know, on that, you know, Tim kind of started with the you know, agents that are that are new to the industry and maybe potentially interested in stepping in. For, for those agents that have, let's say, been in the industry for a while, maybe especially the agency owners, um, what is some advice that you would give them to help them grow their businesses? Um, well, you know, lately I've been meeting a lot of agents who've been in the business 20 or 30 years and had never heard of my properties or have not been to this destination in 20 years or, you know, so, and they are shocked when they come here and discover something different that they didn't have in their radar. So, um, 
also, I think um, smaller companies get overlooked by the big companies. So a good, um, you know, a really good um, practice would be to try and get a full list of the properties and what they offer at a place. And then, you know, make sure you learn about all of them because you might be getting lost in all of the the big, the, all of the marketing that the big chains will do. And then that a lot of other companies get overlooked. So, you know, it's, it takes a ton of work and a lot of our agents that I've, I've known throughout the years are very hardworking in that sense. They try to, you know, really uh, keep up to, to speed up to date, you know, with everything that's going on. So I think everybody, um, just the same way I need to stay updated and, you know, what's happening with the agencies and the host agencies and, you know, in my market, which is the United States, they also have to do their homework and get out there more, right? How do you think um, travel agencies can set their agents, their new agents up for success? Um, well, I have been helping a few of them who have very new ICs um, doing some FAMs, some agency FAMs. I think that's something you can always look into um, because the one thing you're going to need to do is get those agents traveling um, if they can as soon as possible because um, they need to see firsthand uh what the airport's like, what the taxis are like, what the service is like, what the different properties are like, right? Um, otherwise, they don't, they they it'll take them longer to build that confidence to 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 sell more. So, um, I've lately seen a lot of agencies growing a lot, which is fantastic. You know, just seeing the business come back so much and so big that. Um, host agencies are growing for thir from 30 to 100 agents in a matter of a year or two. That's that's amazing. So, but we all need to work together to get those agents trained mm -hmm. for sure because um, it's 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 needed. It's necessary that these agents are knowledgeable and they 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 know the basic differences being between Cancun, Puerto Vallarta, Los Cabos, between one chain and the other, between one area and the other, you know. So um, we can all work together to help agencies uh, and their new agents to grow their business. Well, uh, I was going to ask, the other day I saw, um, you had a great post, I think it was on your Facebook. It was a quote from uh, Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, his memoir. Um, which is, you know, an all-time favorite book of mine. It's like, you know, if anybody hasn't read it, they, you know, they need to. It's, it's really incredible. But it's like today there's, there's so many great books. There's so many podcasts. There's so many resources for, you know, personal development, leadership. Um, are there any that, that you listen to consistently or that, that you recommend on you know, business, sales, leadership, personal development, anything like that? Besides the Modern Travel Agent podcast, of course. <laughs> of course. Well, honestly, um, I don't listen to a lot and I don't read a lot of that. I read a lot of psychology books because I'm a psychology nerd. And um, But I, 
in terms of um, getting motivated and 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 really excited about something, I think just jumping in both feet is what's going to get you the most excited about selling a product. So um, really, um, you can go and find all of the resources online, like your fantastic po po uh, podcast, of course, but also, you know, agents need to uh, watch videos, book, an, book a plane and just come down here and see it, uh, reach out to us. And then if they have questions, just also reach out to more experienced travel agent within their organization. I think that's a great practice too. I know agents who are very focused on one uh, destination. They are experts on Disney. They are experts on the Caribbean or experts in Mexico, you know, and so they know all there is to know about that one particular destination. So if you're new and need help, you know, besides the podcast and besides finding online resources, you can reach out to that person sitting next to you or, you know, who's part of your organization as well and, and reach out and get some help from them. I, I've seen that Asians are very uh, much willing and eager to help, to help others out. In your opinion, uh, what are the most successful travel agencies doing today? I think um, the fact that they have focused on their client throughout this pandemic um, and not themselves, they've lost a lot of money, they've lost a lot of time, personal time, sitting around calling airlines. Um, but I've seen that, you know, really the agencies that are thriving are those who are able to show their clients how deeply they care. Um, so beyond any commission, beyond, you know, anything else, beyond all the uh, extra hours that they've been working um, and clients at the end of the day really appreciate that. Um, about 15 years ago, I went, um, I started listening and I started hearing everywhere that agencies were going to die because the dot-com boom was out there. There was the Expedia, Travelocity, everybody was there. Big, big agency, online agencies came up and um, stole the business from everybody. And, and I did see, I visited San Francisco and I saw a lot of agencies closing down and it was really sad. So, and then turns out clients have had bad experiences booking everything themselves. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it all comes down to service. You know, they come back, they came back to you. They came back to travel advisors because they value that knowledge and they value that service. And a lot of agencies actually started charging service fees and clients are happy to pay for them. So, I mean, it's... Um, I guess it's a world where clients are now valuing uh, that personal touch and that service and and attention to detail that only a travel agent can give you. Besides, that person has been there already and they can tell you, oh, no, that property looks great in pictures, but trust me, I've seen it. It's not. So um, those agencies that are really thriving, I see the, the ones that are really have poured their heart and souls to help their clients throughout this difficult time. 
Yeah, it's interesting the way, because um, I, I came into the industry in 2009. And so it was, you know, that was, it was like Expedia, online travel agencies. I mean, that was, that was just a big part of the, the industry when, when I came in. And um, it was interesting to, to kind of see and talk to clients and get a, get a feel for, like some of them, they prefer that. It's friction, they consider it frictionless, it's great. Uh, and some of them enjoy it, but there's so many that recognize that having a personal advocate as opposed to like an 1-800 number, having a, one person that you go to all the time that has knowledge about the destinations, that's able to uh, give you that unique insight about that, that waterfall or that river that you can go see as opposed to, you know, kind of just what's up on, uh, on the webpage. So that, that's been interesting, as you said, to sort of see it shift towards or from sort of mass scale transactional back into this appreciation for the personal touch and the relationship. And so you know, knowing that an agent, let's say, who's um, either new into the industry or been doing it for a while, what can they do to help improve their customer service or the way that they approach their relationships with, with their clients? How can they add that extra personal touch? Well, um, I know travel agents who um, put together little packages for the clients who book with them, give them, uh, you know, a few little giveaways and a brochure of the property they're going to visit just to get them all excited. They give them a number where they can call if anything goes wrong after hours. So, uh, I mean, that's something you definitely don't get if you book yourself anywhere online. So... Because things happen, you know, so things go wrong sometimes and, and you got to have someone to call. So um, just being available to their clients all the time, I think it really works for them. And having little touches, uh, like giving them a little package after they book uh, of the place they're going to visit. Um, travel agents get giveaways all the time from us, from the destinations, from Vegas, from Disney, from everybody. So they, they, you can have a closet full of things and then just make a packet for your clients when they book uh, because you don't need all that stuff. Nobody needs all that stuff, right? So, uh, and I've seen that really, really work, especially if there's if they're in your city, because if your client's in a different city, it's harder and you have to find other ways to connect. Um but uh, if they're near you, why not? Just give them a little something that will show how much you appreciate their business. Um, and, you know, I just know a lot of agents who have had the same clientele for 30 years and they've been booking them everywhere for many years. And I think that's because they feel at home. What was your biggest lesson that you learned could be personal, it could be professional from um, 2020? Um, well, I learned a lot of lessons, but um, I think most importantly that we have to appreciate more everything that we have because it can go in an instant um, and things can change from one minute to the next and everything is gone, you know. So um, I, for us here, it's been quite the lesson. We did have to close down the properties for a little over three months. Um, and that honestly gave us all time to reflect on whether or not we're doing what we love. We want to continue to do this. Are we in there in the right 
place, you know, and I think uh, for me, the answer is yes, I really love what I do. And it's it has been hard. Um, we did the best we could to help out the travel agents. We were very flexible with our clients in terms of cancellation policies and changes and all that. So um, but we, we cannot just focus on it cannot be a rat race. You know, it, we you really have to be in it for the long haul and you really have to love it. Um, so I think there was, and I know a lot of people who've done a lot of soul searching just like myself about that. So, um, so I think just a lot of good came out of the bad too. And we have to remember that everything will pass. Every bad thing, nothing is forever, you know? Um, uh, nothing and, and the one thing that we can control is how we how we react um, so everything else is out of our control so we we can't really be stressing over things that are out of our control so that's so true <laughs> can you share a little bit about uh, Marvel yeah, my pleasure. So we are a family-owned company, started almost 30 years ago. We um, opened our first property called Marival Emotions. Um, and then we were the very first company to do all-inclusive here in this area. Back in the, day, in the day, there were only EP properties. So we were the very first pioneers in all-inclusive here. And we also built uh, two and three, one, two and three bedroom um, units, which nobody else had at the time either. So uh, we started uh, becoming very strong with multi-generational travel, um, you know, family travel, and that became kind of our signature. Um, and our service style is very much uh, feel at home hospitality. We, we like to make people feel at home. So it is very, very good service, very good hospitality always trying to make people feel at home. And 11 years ago, we opened our first luxury hotel called Merval Distinct Luxury Residences. This one is all residences. It only has condo style accommodation, but it's an all-inclusive as well. It's a luxury all-inclusive where you'll find a la carte dining only, beautiful presentation, premium brand, uh, drinks. Uh, so all everything is top notch at Maribel Distinct. We have beautiful cabanas, a beautiful beach area. The best thing is really that the rooms are like a home. So nowadays clients are looking to social distance and they are looking at villas, they're looking at condos, but with us, they can have the best of both worlds. They can have the condo style uh, accommodation, and they can have the all-inclusive. Uh, our units start at 1,400 square feet at Maribel Distinct, which is the one-bedroom accommodation. And that one, they all have washer and dryer, kitchens, all of the comforts from home in case you want to fix some popcorn or food for the baby or, I mean, whatever you need to do. If you have children, the they'll get dirty. So having the washer and dryer is a really great thing. Um, beautiful terraces and balconies. And we have a lot of 
uh, inventory of rooms with their own private pool, which is also fantastic right now for social distancing. Mm -hmm. We also have villas here at this property. And it is these two properties that I've mentioned, our original Maribel Emotions and Maribel Distinct, are both in Nuevo Vallarta, which is just north of the airport about 15 minutes from it. Um, and it's a really great area because you're just past the airport in Riviera Nayarit. But if you wanted to go downtown Puerto Vallarta, you're not that far. If you want to go out and explore different things, you, you're in the middle of the city. So it's a really nice location and it's a great luxury product, um, all-inclusive product to, to explore. Um, I, we get a lot of golf uh, guys playing golf, you know, because there's golf courses around and they want the premium drinks. So it works perfect for guys. It works for girls trips. We have a fantastic spa and it works for families as well especially our beautiful accommodations of one, two, three, and four bedrooms here at Red Residences. Yeah, will you tell us a little bit about the spa? Because y'all have the most unique concept I've ever seen, I've ever experienced. Yeah, sure. I get, a, I get that a lot, you know, which is really great because uh, we have agents visit here who've been all over the world. And then they're always like, this is so unique, you know? <laughs> We have a world spa here, which is um, a treatment room for every country. Well, only nine countries, but <laughs> um, some of the most iconic countries out there. We have, for example, the Turkey room. It's absolutely beautiful. It includes a Haman bath and a beautiful Turkish tub. It's, it's just fantastic. And the experience actually will take you to Turkey. All of the oils that we use, the smells, the the drink that we give you, the music that you listen to. And the same goes for Mexico, Italy, Bali, uh, Thailand, India. So a client can really have very different experiences every time they visit our spa. Yeah, and of course, we're at the pool right now, or I'm at the pool. Chris is uh, on the balcony at the Maryville uh, yeah. Armony. You two are you two are staying at Maribel Armony right now, which is our newest product. We opened this in 2019, and it's a brand new build. We're very proud of this product because it's reached uh, a really nice level of service in very very little time. We are four diamond by the AAA, and uh, we have been able to gather really fantastic staff members here. So the service is unbelievable. And we do have one buffet here and everything else a la carte dining. Um, here, we also added an adult only building, which is new for us, but we wanted to try this. And so this, this resort, Maribel Armony offers both sides, family and adult. And it's located on one of the most beautiful beaches north of the bay farther north from our other two properties. So it's about 45 minutes from the airport in an area called Punta de Mida. So Punta de Mida has been growing recently, lately, and it's been, you know, getting a lot more restaurants and hotels, but it's still pretty uh, a pretty undeveloped area in a lot of ways. So you see a lot of nature around and Maribel Armony is very, very tropical and it sits on a beautiful white sand beach. The beach is unbelievable. It is so, so beautiful with, you know, you have the cliffs all, you know, all, all along the beach. So uh, yeah. it's a beautiful property. Um, 
So just to kind of wrap it up, I'm interested, what is your favorite thing about the travel industry? Um, well, I probably, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's, it's the fact that people are willing to go above and beyond to help others, whether it's an industry colleague, uh, an, a travel agent, an agency owner, a tour operator, or a property. So I think we're all a great team. You know, it's a, it's a great industry because we know how we are intertwined and how our our jobs really couldn't happen without the other person. You know, if 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 you weren't here, I wouldn't be able to do my job. If we weren't here, right? Uh, same goes for the tour operators, the airlines. So the travel industry, it's about making dreams come true. And a lot of times you have clients traveling for very personal reasons and ma making a true dream come true. So um, that I think it's, uh, it's, it's very unique how we, for a living, we get to make dreams come true. And uh and how we can work together to make it happen. I think um, it's um, it's it's in the best interest of all of us to work together and not not be you know competing even amongst ourselves. Like um, I've seen a lot of travel agents become best friends, you know, and they're you would think of why they compete. Well, no, you know, it's we can all be friends. We're in this together, and there's. A ton of business. There's pent up demand right now, like never seen before. So um, we're all we all have our hands full. It's uh, there's enough plenty to share. So I think the the sentiment should be just helping one another. Absolutely, an abundance mindset, right? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Nui, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. How can agents uh, learn more about uh, Maryval? and uh, your properties as well as uh, get in touch uh, with you. Okay, well, they can reach out to me uh, very easily. Uh, I can give you my email address or can you put it, Chris, like somewhere written down? Yeah, absolutely. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay, great. Um, and then they can re uh, check out our website, uh, which is Maribel Armony and Maribel Distinct and Maribel Emotions. So just two words to remember, Maribel Harmony, Maribel Distinct and Maribel Emotions. And um, we have a great rewards program that regardless of the booking channel, you can register your booking. So new and old agents, go ahead and sign up. It's maribelrewards.com. Uh, and it's very easy and we reward you for every booking that you make. Even, you know, you can make it through a tour operator and then uh, register with us and get the rewards, get a two night stay for every six points. So it's very easy to nice. get. That. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Nui. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me.